Hey guys, welcome to Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber Movie Review Podcast. My name is Alex, that guy is Junior, and that guy over there is Nikansi. And today, we will be reviewing the beautiful Disney Plus series called The Mandalorian. So, I'm just uh, going to talk to you about Pokemon then while he's up. Yeah, so what is your take on Pokemon? Because last episode... <coughs> There was like some sort of imposter shadow talking about Pokemon, acting like me. Yeah, and you are just not that happy with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what's the verdict? I'm still not happy. I'm not upset anymore. That's that, that's the difference, though. You know. Did they win you over? That's the difference. No, it's it's not that they won me over. It's like there are still problems with the game that need to be addressed. That literally can only be addressed by them actually talking about things that the fan base, in this case, kind of deservedly needs uh, needs to know. Uh, so, like, in retrospect, people being upset about the national decks is both warranted but also non-realistic. Uh, for those not... Uh, for those uh, non-gamers... <laughs> The National Pokédex is the legitimate, like, encyclopedia, which is what Pokédex is is based off of as a word, like, for the entirety of all Pokémon in existence. And so, this has, uh, like, like, when you think about Pokémon, and technically Nakansi is, like, honestly just a Gen 1-er. No offense to Gen 1-ers. I am a Gen 1-er. No offense to Gen 1-ers. But, like, you only know those 150 Pokemon. I don't even know all of them either. Right? You don't even know all all of them. But, uh, and this is the thing that I've been arguing about uh, in pretty much the worst kind of circle jerks right now, is, like, the game has been gotta catch them all since Gen 1. So that alone is a, a huge tell to the legacy of Pokemon and the idea that you like want to catch all the Pokemon. You want to see all the Pokemon, right? So then legitimately from Generation 1, which was red, blue, yellow, to Generation 2, which is gold, uh, gold silver, and crystal, you were given the opportunity using devices uh or the nintendo 64 and pokemon stadium to transfer pokemon from that first game to the next game and that is legitimately ingrained into the identity of pokemon as a franchise and this is uh this is like a more like as far as the nuanced argument goes like a lot of people out there who are fans of pokemon uh are approaching your 30s and your mid thirties, like, like people are. Some people are arguing that like it's a kids' game. Get over it, and that's not the correct answer to the problem either, because that's not how hobbies go at all. Literally, like, like, can you imagine people who are like, yeah, so the Patriots cheated again. Get over it. The Patriots won. Like for those football fans out there, like that's not how you address the controversy of supposedly he was cheating, right? And so, uh, again, coming back to Pokemon, like 
it's ingrained in the franchise to be able to transfer your Pokemon from generation to generation to generation. And so getting rid of the national decks is incredibly alarming for the franchise, but more so is that they have a really, really just bad claim that they didn't have the resources to work on the game and to make the game include these older Pokemon and have newer skeletons and stuff. Um, and again, th- th- that gets into an even more deeper nuanced argument about, uh, and again, I'm not actually a coder or game designer or programmer, but uh, that nuanced conversation is like, didn't they just rip the skeletons from X and Y, the first 3DS game, into Pokemon Let's Go or into Pokemon Sword and Shield? And uh, as far as the community at large has checked data, which itself is a like questionable breach of the product coding and whatnot but it's kind of accepted nowadays anyways to look that deep into games coding like the the skeletons look exactly the same and at the same time the animations as far as i've been playing are improved but not to the expected degree of this is going to be the landmark switch pokemon game right so all in all uh I don't know how much of this Alex is going to cut out, but like there's a lot of things surrounding Pokemon Sword and Shield that are going to f- fight against it and give it a really bad image for a long time right now. But at the same time, I'm enjoying the game. I'm just not happy about all the things that I can see all the criticisms as I'm playing through it. Um. All right, cool. Well, thank you for the recommendation and for kind of clarifying up uh from the whatever that imposter shadow said yeah, exactly it is uh, i'm just clarifying once again for the pod listeners who think that that was me last time that was definitely an irrational imposter who was very mm-hmm. very upset about pokemon screwing over their fan base whereas i con van trong jr over at twitch.tv forward slash ninja carve am a more reasonable but still slightly upset fan and so again right now i haven't beaten pokemon sword uh, shield i have pokemon shield but like the game i can't be super happy about what what i'm playing through but i'm not not enjoying it and ultimately, this is going to be Final Fantasy Thirteen of Pokemon, where it's not a bad game. It's just surrounded by lots of, lots of good reasons for why it's not a good game. <laughs> it looks enjoyable, to be honest. When I saw you playing it, it looks very enjoyable, and I think I would have fun with it. So, yes, because um, you also have like not played nearly every single generation. I haven't. Um, I stopped at the. Pokemon Pretty far. Yellow. And <laughs> Please. my last one was Pokemon yeah, Yellow. Nikonsi's last one was my copy of Pokemon Yellow after I'd beaten the game. Well, I think mine was Diamond Pokemon. and Pearl. But, you know, other than other than you know uh, the remake of uh, Soul Silver, which was so much fun. But yeah, you know, um, I 
wanted to just move on to other RPGs, and then also I stopped Did having. Game. I stopped having uh, time for let me let me channel the imposter real quick. You fucking non gamer. <laughs> definitely, I'm definitely not on the level level of. I'm a I'm more of a uh, uh, casual, filthy casual. I think no, I think I'm 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 a I'm a notch above casual gamer because I I I do love video games and when I get into a good video game, filthy casual. Don't I go. I you you impo- who let imposter shadow in here? Randy Savage Macho Man. Now, oh, that's it. So, imposter shadow was actually Randy, <laughs> Randy Savage Macho Man. Um, yeah. Well, let's jump into the Mandalorian, y'all. All right, uh, give me your let's thoughts. Give me your feelings on it. Well, first of all, yeah. uh, Disney Plus is. Kind of fantastic. I was I going love it. through <laughs> all this stuff, and I found like all the old Marvel stuff that I want to rewatch. Yes, and also Star Wars. You can watch it in continuity now. That's the dream. Fantastic, which is yeah, like, like amazingly fantastic. I have um, a coworker who's going to be starting Star Wars um, from the from Episode One. And she's going to be very surprised when she gets to episode four when <laughs> it's a movie from the, the late old. 60s. But And is genu- like generally considered the best series of the current. Oh, she's starting with yeah. one? She's going in that order. I don't know about that. I would stop her. I, nah. I, am, I am also a... Uh, That's gross. I, I have definitely ranted to you th- about this before. Um, but before I get into that, what, what I just people... wanted to say that uh, Disney Plus uh, is getting a weird amount of flack from people on Facebook who are too lazy to actually go through the features. Like, a lot of the things that you're looking for, you can just search on there. Like, it has so many sitcoms and Disney movies. Like, what? It's not there. exactly like Netflix? Ugh. Like, I have to you learn. Have to, like, you have to do have to relearn a little bit, but like, no, no, I'm not throwing super shade at them, but I'm I'm throwing like one one d four of shade. No, you throw that d eight. You throw no, that d eight no, shade. No, no, that's too RNG heavy. If I'm gonna go that big, it's two d four, so that my average goes up. All right, all right, I see you. I just <laughs> hope that it doesn't leave a bad taste in her mouth. You know what, dude. I I like that experiment of just starting someone who has never experienced Star Wars experiencing it from the chronicle chronological order. Because I I've had some people do that and they they stop watching after episode one. Yeah, but we'll again, see. it's an experiment. I'm not going to say a word, and I'm she, just going to wait till they they talk to me uh, she, at work about it. She should watch Clone Wars after episode two. Um, it's, it's like I know it's like seven seasons, but <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, if you want to just watch the films, I am a very, very proponent of of skipping one because while one does give you a lot of lore into Star Wars in general, you get just as much on a different level of lore from literally just watching Episode Two. And so two, three, four, five, six. 
seven eight. I'm gonna be honest. A good series. I like one. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, but fine. I mean, I would fast forward it. But I really like Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi, and their whole beginning sequence is fantastic. And as Liam well Neeson. as as yeah, as well as them fighting Darth Maul. All that is fantastic. Even <coughs> finding Anakin with uh, Natalie Portman and doing a little pod racing. That's I still had fun. I just remember watching it when I was little. I love that game, by the way. The N64 pod racing game. Same. So much fun. Same. I'm playing it right now. That's great. Yeah. Um, but The Mandalorian is another like in-between uh, series. It takes place after uh, episode six. And before the Force Awakens, um, from what I was reading, it's um, we're supposedly getting ten to twelve episodes for the season, and this is going to end up stretching across the end of Episode Six to like Episode Nine. Oh, that'll be cool! Yeah, because like, it's going to tell a us very different. This is a very big side story that is important to Star Wars lore, really, and how the First Order kind of came about and how the rebels fucked it up again how are you gonna overthrow the empire and then in episode seven oh we're under another huge empire but they just don't go by empire because we're woke and we don't believe in such labels um yeah yeah that worked guys yeah <laughs> it's cool uh epi- what'd you guys think about episode one we get introduced oh, to our Star hero. Star Wars episode one was completely just. <laughs> Can we talk about how um, the the Mandalorian is? I feel like I'm watching a Clint Eastwood western film. Yeah, it is incredibly well shot, and again, gives us another look at the other stories that are built into Star Wars outside of the films. Um. Unfortunately, the expanded canon is no longer the actual canon uh, that that they wanted to talk about, which is really unfortunate because there is so much literature there giving us way, way, way more ideas and insight into the world that George Lucas wanted to bring forward, as well as the rest of his writing team that ended up becoming authors in their own right. Um what I was leading into with that is the Mandalorian is a lot like Rogue One and a lot like Han Solo in terms of it takes us a step away from the actual Star Wars like Skywalker conflicts and lets us dig into these are these are like somewhat everyday lives in Star Wars. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool, like, other perspective. And um, I love the character so far. Very mysterious, um, very lone wolfish, and um, and and efficient. One cool critic- martial arts, uh, too. One I, criticism I, that I wanted to bring up and going forward is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. is that this is kind of a vein of both voice acting and regular acting, like uh, in the sense that Django is not... Wait, have we confirmed that it's Django Fett? What are we talking about? The Mandalorian himself. 
No. Uh, it, it, ha- it hasn't been confirmed that he's Jango Fett, but it's like the armor. Uh, it's played by Pedro Pascal, which is badass. Got a Latino. Also, yeah, that is that is badass. Mm. Yeah. What I was Doing saying, uh, what I was getting into, which uh, I don't know how much you'll edit out, is uh, I'm using a lot of us tonight. I'm not feeling good, by the way. I'm also sick. We're all getting sick. <laughs> I always use us. What I'm getting to, good cut, <laughs> is that the the level of acting is going to be really, really weird because our main character is always wearing his helmet so you have to interpret a lot of body language and literally just listen to basically quips in terms of like length of voice acting yeah that was it It, that was it you there was a lag spot there that uh alex was just staring off into space um no i i think i think you're right i think it's really interesting i think he's doing great though i think uh especially in episode two where he really starts like kind of interacting with other people um and the end of episode one which was epic um i think he has a lot of character he's a little funny too there's a little little humor at the end of episode one which i enjoyed very much um and again, like the action is great. Uh, the fight choreography when he gets in the uh, in the fight at the beginning with the bar scene was, that was fun. That it was, was cool. I yeah. still I still can't believe the production value for this TV show. I'm saying I feel like, like I'm watching a movie. Yeah, it's it's really good. In fact, like it's as good as uh, the Force Awakens, because um, it has that 80s look of of cinematography you know what i'm saying yeah that i kind of uh-huh. i found i found out that they use a lot of animatronics so they they did animatronics practical effects mixed with cg effects yeah it's not super cgi right it doesn't yeah. have that finish that uh all movies have now and it has kind of like that finish that that movies in the 80s had so it's really tantamount to the flavor of star wars a lot of star wars requires practical effects Mm -hmm. in terms in terms of the the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy Mm -hmm. um and, and going forward they do have to find like where in their budget they want to give practical effects the like you know, requirement that it needs to have that feel. It's almost tradition being, being CGI heavy, which is funny that you mentioned tradition on a podcast where we opened up with me ranting about Pokemon. Oh, that's tradition. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, are you guys ready to like jump all over the place? Because there's two more (coughs) TV series coming out. Uh, let's um uh we can wrap up i mean do you guys have any like much more you want to say we're two episodes in all i can say is that i want mass i want mass but i do want to talk about these new series coming out just to get your thoughts on it okay so the next uh series coming out is uh cassian andor 
from Rogue One. It's was that a, the girl? No, it was the guy. The pilot? Yeah. Who the guy who played Bayonetta? Yep. Right? Yep. So hey. he, he's getting his own uh series. That's badass. That's a prequel to Rogue One. Is it gonna be the same actor? Yeah, same actor. That's exciting. Fuck yeah. And Viva then, Mexico. Oh. Uh-huh. And then Obi-Wan Kenobi is getting his own series. Uh, which is a prequel to the um, episode one, two, and three. So we're gonna deal. We're gonna be dealing with so, young teenage uh, to young adult. Well, we're gonna be jumping all over the place. Tis tradition in Star Wars lore. Uh, heaven forbid they push the story forward, but. I, I, I have to accept it. I just have to accept that Star Wars, the way they release their shit, is they make huge monumental movies and they leave cool little gaps in between so that they can make seven season long series. If it makes you feel better, that's how the books are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're worse than Naruto. Are they, though? Because then we get into the question of Boruto doing time travel and time travel hijinks. Hmm. Damn. And like, they're not always canon, huh? Or are they? Because I haven't watched any of it. They are. See, at least they're canon. Yeah. Uh, but that's. But also, the, if. From what I read, and I'll have to find a better source to go looking back at it because it's closed and in a billion tabs of history. Is look that, back at it, girl. Uh, <laughs> look oh. back at it. Look back. Is that look back at it? Boruto anime it. and look Boruto manga are going to be telling different stories going forth that are both considered canon. No, they're not different stories, and they are canon. The manga takes place. Uh, in the future of the anime. The anime goes back back in time to tell uh, the story of Baruto from when he's much younger. Naruto, the Star Wars of Japan. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, the stories big, are... There was like two shinobi wars taking place within Naruto's time, like lifetime. And a third one... And a and a and a fourth one coming in, and time travel, uh, and the Skywalkers, and Alex isn't stopping me. Somebody has but to stop. But Alex, me. now is the time. You need to watch Star Wars: The Clone Wars. I know it's seven seasons long. But it's honestly but just good. They have some amazing stories. Oh yeah, I got pretty far. Oh oh, you did. Yeah, and I was watching. I got to season like half of season two in in uh, Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, they just have some really cool stories. It's like way more Star Wars than the movies. I was interested in uh, um, Rebels because I like the main character. Yeah, Ezra, I think his name is Ezra. Uh, he's kind of like a cool, like innovative. Jet, innovative Jedi, like when he constructed his saber, he uh, he made a um, he made it a blaster too. So I thought that was really super dope. 
Um, so it's a cool, yeah, they got some great stories and that's, and, and that's one of those things where if you're going to watch it, you kind of go, got to go in accepting that they're going to be doing a lot of time skipping and filling in the blanks and it's okay. They're still, they're still pretty dope stories and just take them for, for what they are. Yeah. You don't have to watch it in chronological order. That's the nice thing. Um, one thing that I wanted to uh, bring up as we are potentially closing the episode is what is the race of Yoda? Because in the films, they don't mention it. Therefore, it is hard for a lot of people right now. And a lot of people are getting quite a bit of flack for just referring to the baby as Baby Yoda, even though it's a 50-year-old species baby. And it's not actually Yoda. Dude, you know what's so funny? Um, I'm looking at a fan page uh, about that as we speak, and it says that George Lucas chose to keep the name and background of Yoda's species a mystery. So who knows if... Um, I Yeah, I haven't read enough of the actual book, uh, uh, Star Wars like books. To... He doesn't... Yeah, he doesn't... It's never been officially named. So therefore... People who are flaming people for calling it Baby Yoda is like, it's literally never been said then, right? They're only getting flamed for it, though, because it's confusing other people. Well, I apologize for posting that no, on no, our story. It's totally okay. <laughs> people, people are getting confused thinking it is Baby Yoda, and then they're free, and then they're getting lost in where this this TV series takes place. takes place. So there was Yoda and there was Yaddle and Yaddle was also um, a force sensitive female being that was the same uh, species as um, as Yoda. Um, and apparently they live forever. Like yeah, apparently forever because that's a baby and it's 50 years old and it still doesn't speak uh, common and it definitely still used its force powers, spoiler, to force powers, spoiler. Not really a spoiler. What's the like force? You, you, you look at that you look at that being and you know it's force sensitive. That's kind of it. Like <laughs> I mean they state they're uh crazy strong species. That's that's about all we know. Um, I know there's a few YouTube videos that I have sitting in my watch later list, um, that gives a breakdown on them. But for the most part, George Lucas hasn't, you know, he's still kind of keeping that one up his sleeve. Who knows if this is going to be the, the series where they go into more details about it, which would be great. That'd be super exciting. It would, but also I want to, uh, give respect uh to the to the writers of what is now considered expanded universe like content that's a lot of time they put into telling stories that are a part of george lucas's mindscape and it's really strange for disney to just be like yeah no no that we're gonna build our own stories now none of that's real it's very strange <laughs> Very strange time it's, to live in. Wow. Who is he? Akira Toriyama? Like, what is happening with these parallels? Um, 
Okay, but except like, that's was Dragon really, Ball Z. Was, really, was Dragon Ball GT really that good? Like, come on, guys, let's be realistic. Wait a minute! I thought you were advocating for it not too long ago. I have audio evidence of me advocating for GT being canon. Oh, not or, canon, but yeah, I'm like saying, "Hey, when I said I, it's you know what? It's neither here nor there. <laughs> GT wasn't that great." No, hey, no, don't laugh at me for being the it, bigger person. It, it wasn't that great. But people arguing about canon, then it gets into weird things. And the only time I can remember talking about GT was talking to you about Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I definitely like Super better. Super is fun. Super is so much fun. And yeah. they're, they're really fleshing out the characters. That's what I like. And the fact that they're fleshing out future trunks, or that they did in that in that Osamu arc was great. That arc was just fantastic. Literally the only thing I can remember talking about Super and GT was that like GT is an alternate universe that is non-canon, but Super talks about alternate uh like the multiverse of <laughs> I know. So so it's like where is that one? Where G- You know <laughs> If they, hey, that's such a good point. If they were going to do uh, like a side series with the Goku from Dragon Ball Heroes, um, where he's like a, a galactic patrol uh, uh, like officer or whatever he was, I would want to see that series. Like the smart and serious Goku. That would be dope. Do you guys know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I want them to make Goku a little smarter. I do too. Like, I, think, I, I love. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. That's <laughs> your point. I think he deserves to be smart now. Yeah, because he you he can, fights so much. You can, <laughs> and he be is really aloof. smart. Yeah, you can be aloof without being smart. I mean, he's like with, while being smart <laughs> is what I was trying to say. He's like what Ash Ketchum would be if Ash Ketchum like grew, like if he didn't have <laughs> the weird maybe, disease. That... Maybe that's another reason that Sword and Shield is being so vehemently canned right now by the fan base is that that Pokemon Sun and Moon anime series where he where Ash has now actually become Pokemon champion is really strange because he's never aged throughout all of the years of Pokemon. And in now, all my years I finally <laughs> Yeah, and it's like and now the national decks isn't even real for Pokemon, so we don't have a good way to go off of Pokemon canon. But the Pokemon manga has several different you know, like canons going on. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Poke lore is hard to track down, just like a lot of lore. There are some pretty sweet Pokemon mangas out there. In particular, I would say my favorite is Diamond and Pearl. I think, I don't know, if if you guys get an opportunity to read it, please do. It's it's super it fun and super dope. really, really, really good for sure. The Diamond and Pearl manga, in my opinion, beat the shit out of the Diamond and Pearl games because I have a personal vendetta for many reasons against Gen 4, <laughs> which is a completely uh, different tangent involving Pokemon that we can talk about some other time. On he's some got a lot of vendettas. Nakansi, yeah, you would he's enjoy like, Diamond and like Pearl. He's like the Punisher of Pokemon. 
He is. No. And that's okay. I don't want to be known on the podcast as the as the Pokemon Punisher. <laughs> that's It'll be like a, I wouldn't a even, no, you wouldn't It'll even be like a Pokemon skull on his chest of like uh of like a dead Pikachu. No. Someone yeah, Am someone the, please I, make that t shirt. No, somebody's gonna <laughs> yeah. somebody's gonna listen to our podcast and think that I'm a jackass and then also have that idea that now has been implanted into their brains and they're gonna do fan art of me being the poke punisher oh i like it the poke punisher that's pretty good i'm still i'm still looking for the negative He's, like <laughs> i have found no negative it's the poke punisher da, 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 da. it has to be like metal rock music like, like well actually i don't we, i don't want people thinking that to do that then if it's gonna be like metal music for my theme song i want baby metal and like okay we could do baby metal yeah yes i absolutely agree with that um well cool guys uh any other yeah i got a i got a recommendation actually (laughs) i got a i got a fucking recommendation he got all right um (laughs) imposter imposter shadow did not actually do an impression that wasn't uh, that was nikonsi that was was actually imposter that was me that was me (laughs) pretending to be me i know super meta i know i know it was it was you pretending to be me pretending to be you that's pretty sweet that's meta (laughs) <laughs> so we got we got this fantastic new film coming out uh next week called Queen and Slim and it is basically a modern story retelling of the Bonnie and Clyde story. Fun. Um where these two uh African Americans get pulled over by some cop and they're just trying to you know hang out and be on a date. Uh, cop ends up, uh, you know, being really rough, and then they have to protect themselves, and they accidentally shoot the cop and kill the cop. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, it, but the <laughs> the film looks so amazing uh, with its production value and cinematography, and I just started listening to the soundtrack. Oh, I can't even stop. I can't stop listening to the soundtrack. From what I've heard of the fire. soundtrack that Nakansi has linked, it it's really really impressive, especially nowadays. Um, how much of a story can be told through the soundtrack of a film? Because a lot of more people are becoming aware of like what happens when a film doesn't have the right soundtrack. You know what I mean? Do you know? Do you want to know what I actually want to touch on? Um, since you brought that up, no, um, not at all. We're running this episode. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> the Mandalorian has a fantastic soundtrack. Uh, yeah. It's such a such a good mix of like something that like Daft Punk did in Tron, but mixed in with like a tribal feel. I love it. I feel like it really sets the ambiance for this for this show and it makes it that much higher quality for it. Also, as a sidebar, uh, if anybody out there who disagrees with us, we are just dudes. We don't actually have any sort of degrees on these things. So, I mean, like, I have a degree. You, but also... I got a PhD. Oh, he got a PhD. 
Yeah, but if you disagree with us, dick. <laughs> <laughs> if you disagree with us, it's like LeBron James, like shouting to the rooftops that he beat a six-year-old in basketball. It just you you're know, not why? wrong, but like why? Like you could help us, you know, why? get better. You could, and Le- and I think LeBron James would do that. You know, you know why. And then pulling it all the way back to what Alex was talking about, the tribal aspect of the soundtrack that you're feeling is definitely intentional because, uh, again, man, again, Star Wars lore is all over the place, but the Mandalorians are a warrior tribe. Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? Like, they are definitely a warrior race tribe. Are you feeling it now? Are they Saiyans? Basically. <laughs> Damn, it's all connected. They're like the Cosmere, Brandon Sanderson, <laughs> Brandon Sanderson. They're like send it Saiyans. <laughs> One day, Professor oh, Sanderson, man. you're going to hear this podcast, and you'll be like, "Who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> what are they talking about?" But thanks for reading my books. We're only <laughs> like your best friends, your number one supporters. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to uh, our show. This is Hidden Shadows, the Secret Chamber movie review podcast. Make sure you guys go and follow us on Instagram at HSTSC33. Also on Twitter, the same handle. You can find us on Facebook, Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. And uh, make sure you go listen to our other show, Sidetracked Podcast, where every, every week we will release an episode in English. And then the following week, we'll... Just throw you for a loop and release one in Spanioli. That's Spanish for Spanish. That's not true. Also, go follow our dear, dear friend, June Bug, a.k.a. Con, at twitch.tv forward slash Cooking Ninja Carve, where you can watch him play and totally and begrudgingly enjoy Pokemon Sword and Shield and other fantastic video games. Um, other than that, good night. <laughs>